Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the audio ministry of Lighthouse Baptist Church in Schenectady, New York. For more great content, please visit us at lighthousebaptist.org. Now let's open our hearts and minds to the Word of God. Objection? Oh, we're going to do it anyways. All right. So we're going to look at Missions Is, and uh, the beginning of the Missions uh, Emphasis Month is really I just want to keep it simple. I want anyone and everyone of any uh, biblical knowledge, level of experience, uh, to understand the simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity of missions. And so simply, Missions Is. So we're going to look at some things, and I got some technology to learn here. And I think we'll be okay. Let's see what happens. Nothing. Let's try the next one. Okay. So what do we think about when we think about missions? Anyone? I like to interact with people, if that's okay. Preacher, when you think about missions, what do you think about? Uh, People. People. That's perfect, because that's where we're headed. That's the ultimate goal of the whole uh, service. Ma'am? Lost souls. Lost souls. I have that one in the list. Anyone over here? When you think about missions, yes, ma'am? Getting the gospel out to all who have never heard the gospel. That's right. That's right. Now, let's see. So, three should be that. There's a whole list I came up with. World evangelism. Anyone think about world evangelism when you think about missions? Uh, how about traveling? Did your eyes go further than my mouth and see number five already? <laughs> we'll get there. How about lost souls or money? Uh, when you think about missions, you think about money. Maybe, maybe the joy of giving money or maybe the grief that you feel like you have to give money. Maybe you think of both. Uh, what about eating others? Anyone think about missions and eating others? <laughs> See, I put that in there for a couple of reasons. One, it, it wakes us up. It gets us out of the routine of we're in church, right? And you go, what? But you ever hear the story of the missionary that went to the tribes out in the, de- in the, in, in the jungles and where they went to the cannibals? And then they had to befriend them and not get eaten by them. And, and eventually they win them to the Lord. Anyone ever hear mission stories like that? There's some good ones out there. So maybe when you think about missions, I know as a kid I heard several stories like that. So when I heard about missions, I thought about somebody going out to the jungle. You know, and they said, do you want to be a missionary? I'm like, no, I don't want to get eaten. You know, so maybe that's what you think about. So how about weird food, you know? Um, oh, um... I think it's blue. Anyone from the Philippines? Have you had it? I wouldn't make myself do it. I haven't been there, but I've heard the stories where they take, uh, what, what kind of egg is it? The chicken egg. They bury it in sand, let it spoil, and then eat it. Yeah. Yeah, the chick's like half grown. Yeah. And they love it. So when you think about missions, do you think about weird food? I mean, if I was there and I didn't want to offend them because I'm trying to bring them the gospel, I still wouldn't eat it. (laughs) So, number seven is hell. You think about missions, you think about hell. I think that's a good connection. Uh, Number eight, flying. There's a lot of flying that missionaries do, but maybe that's what you think about with flying everywhere, or Bible college, or leaving family. Number ten could be a tough one. For some, the Lord called me to missions, but I can't leave my family. Or maybe the Lord called your child to missions, but you won't let them go. You hold them back. So there's a lot of different angles that we could take on all of these things. 
But when we think about missions, what do we think about? Some of the things were said, and some were good, and some were not good, and, and different things like that. But today we're going to think about what missions is. And uh, let's see, I don't know how this is going to work. Missions, uh, there's some things that missions is not. I think we're on this one. And uh, anybody read those? Too little, right? All right, I did these slides for a class where I had a TV right here, and they're just about five feet away. I'll try and read some. I can read them a little bit. So I went on Facebook into a group that I'm in with a bunch of preachers, and I said, what is missions? What is not missions? So this is some of their replies here. Uh, missions is the gospel. Missions is not taking American culture and traditions to another country to make the disciples of the American Christianity instead of disciples of Christ. Does anyone understand that? Like this right here is American culture, right? We sang songs, we took offering, we have preaching, we go home, right? Or we go to the restaurant, right? That's American cultural church. So they're saying missions is not taking this culture, not that it's bad or evil, it's just what we do, to another culture. Uh, if you went to Africa and you had the same side of service there, it would not work. It would not work the way because their culture is different. And does that make sense? Different cultures, different, different uh, things going on. Let's see. Missions is the duty of every Christian. Missions is not, who could read that word? It's not optional. It's the great commission, the great commandment, right? It's not optional for us. Let's see. Missions is evangelism. Missions is not sightseeing. And uh, so this, this person must have had some travel in their life and Four people like that one. Let's see. Missions is God-centered, not man-centered. That's a pretty good one, huh? A lot of missionaries go over and reproduce themselves instead of reproducing Christ. So missions is God-centered, not man-centered. So this one. It's slow, steady work of the farmer in overalls. Missions is not the adventure of a hero with a cape. And uh, I like that one. No capes. Let's see. Missions is a replacement of your will with God's will. Can anyone read this one? Missions is not what? Convenient. Definitely not. Amen. Definitely not convenient. To, to hand someone a track. Uh, I gave them all away. To hand someone a track sometimes is not convenient. Right? And yet that's missions. Missions is simply giving out the gospel. Missions is not convenient. But how convenient was it for Christ to be in heaven and come to earth? Missions is not convenient. Let's see. Uh, missions is the Great Commission. That includes home and abroad. It's not humanitarian aid without the gospel. Does anyone understand that statement? Uh, I'm a missionary to Africa. We're going to build wells for people. Exactly. And? You know, it's got to have the gospel. Wells are good. Wells are needed. Wells are wanted for sure if you're thirsty. But without the gospel, you just get wet. That's right. right? But with the gospel, you get eternal life from the living water. So that's the humanitarian aid one. And this goes into my next thing there. So there's some different people talking about different things they think missions is and is not. And let's see, I think maybe this one. Uh, compassion. Missions is compassion. When I think about compassion and the Bible and Jesus and missions, what do I think about? Anyone know? Yeah. 
I know it's a little, I'm sorry. It says Matthew 9, 36. Can we go there and look at that so we can see the words? I know it's, a little, it's probably small on the screen. Who can read that? Can anybody read that? Anybody read that out loud? And the hands went back down. I'll read it. All right. But when he saw the multitudes, when he saw the cornfield, when he saw the tomato bush, when he saw the mountains, what does it say? When he saw the multitudes, preacher said missions is people, right? When he saw the fall colors, aren't they pretty? Was it a good foliage year or a bad foliage year? This weekend is the only foliage the man family gets, right? Texas has green and dead. All right, so Jesus saw the people. He was moved with compassion. All right, that's the thought of today. And uh, that's that one. So, uh, Zagreb. Anyone ever been to Zagreb? Anyone ever see this view? This is overlooking the city. Of course, my family raises their hands, right? This is overlooking the city from a coffee shop that's in the top of a skyscraper there. And uh, do you see the people down in the square? So the view is not the buildings. The view is the people. That's what we want to see. The view's nice, but it's about the people. Let's try this one. How about Budapest? Anyone ever been to Budapest? We have one hand up. That's great. We got my family, of course, and having living in Hungary. Uh, but <clears throat> so Buddha's two cities joined together as one. The left was Buddha. The right was man. You guys are quick. <laughs> and uh, but it's all people. You're looking at a picture that represents a city of about two million people. It's about the people. Let's see, this one here is, anyone ever been to Boston? We should get more hands on this one, it's not far from here. Right, you ever overlook the city? When I was a kid, there was a spot not far outside of the city that was in the woods that you could run up the side of a mountain and you get to the top and it was a view similar to this, that you could oversee the city and uh, we would do that often and take a picnic and I don't understand picnics even today, we'll just eat at home and then go for the walk. But Anyways, some people like picnics, so my wife likes them. But anyways, you see the city, and it's about the tall buildings, right? And the, I think there's a Prudential Tower in there. Is that one of them? Right? No, it's about the people. And when the scripture says Jesus seeing the multitudes, he was moved with because of the people. Because of the people. It's all about the people. And... Uh, <clears throat> Let's see, missions is next. This is, what's this say here? It says, can anyone read that? It says, I would like to say a lot about missions, but I want to say that missions is not given money so that others can go so that you just stay home, so that you don't have to. That's not missions. And if you give money so you don't have to go, so let's say this, the Holy Spirit came on to, I'm going to pick on my son because he's right there and he's getting ready to yawn. <laughs> let's say my son was told by the Lord to be a missionary to the cannibals and he said just like Jonah no but what I will do is I'll go out and I'll make a lot of money and I'll give it to missions would that be right or would that be wrong I think of the culture that we live in we'll definitely say wrong right well, what if God said move to a beautiful city? Let's go to Miami. It's nice year-round, right? 
definitely needs the gospel, and he said no. Would that still be wrong? I'll just make a bu- In fact, I know a guy, a friend of mine, who is called to missions. Everybody around him knows that he's called to missions. It's all over everything about him. But he said, no, I'm going to go, and I'm going to make money, and I'm going to give to missions. Eventually, he'll get thrown into the sea with the whale. Eventually, that will come his way. But missions is not given money. I hope missions doesn't go down here. Missions is not given money so that you don't have to go. Missions is not given money so the preacher tells people about Christ. Missions and the gospel and the commission is given to the local church, to the individual people, to do their part. And when we think about world missions, which differentiates from across-the-street missions, then we give money to go where we cannot go. Uh, earlier I said, who's been to Boston? And most hands went up. Uh, who's been to Schenectady? <laughs> right? So we got everybody on that one. But when I said who went to Croatia, it was just my family. So that was missions giving that sent the family to Croatia with the gospel. But it's also missions giving that's very equal that get, brings the gospel to Schenectady. Are we on the right page? Or we understand? I don't want to be misunderstood because that happens a lot to me. I get in trouble all the time. Uh, let's see. Slide 19. I wish I had a little picture. For Who knows this verse? Can we say it out loud together? Yes? It won't be scary if we're together, right? John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we talked about missions is not uh, digging wells and, or giving out food or, uh, you know, the, the Samaritan purse, the little boxes. Uh, does your church do, do we do that? Okay. So some churches will put a box together, anyone familiar with this? And then they send them over to uh, the children of Africa and different things. Uh, that alone is not missions. What makes it missions is when they go and they present the gospel with it. So the gospel being given is missions. The other is giving them a toothpaste, right? I mean, we're not given a great commission given toothpaste. We're not given the great commission of digging wells. We're given the gospel message and in that way. There's a lot of health clinics. A lot of, I have a missionary friend who goes to uh, different places and hosts a health clinic where people will come and they'll get doctor. Um, um, the doctor will look at them and help them with different things that normally would not come to church, and then they're given the gospel and they get saved. So helping them with their headache or whatever the problem is not missions. Getting them there because they had a headache or whatever the problem, to give them the gospel is the missions. So I just want to make sure that we understand that missions is giving of the gospel. Uh, think about through scripture, just go through your mind there, about uh, Peter and Paul, they were told to go to somewhere with the gospel. And how uh, Philip was uh, told to go to the Ethiopian and bring him water because he's in the desert with a chariot, right? No, he was bringing the gospel to the Ethiopian there. And just as Jesus said, uh, uh, for uh, going to Samaria, the woman at the well, he must needs go. Uh, he didn't go so the disciples could go get meat. He didn't go so he could go get a drink of water. He went out of his way to go talk to the lady to give the living water and that was missions. That was obviously Jesus' missions, right? We know that part. But these are moments that Jesus and the Paul and Peter and Philip, they're all moments of missions 
that was revealed in Scripture to us as we go through and learn about what missions is being compassion. So looking at John 3.16, we're going to go through and look at uh, phrase by phrase and see how it re, um, applies to missions. So starting with, let's see, I think it's slide 20. Starting with for God, um, just pausing there and thinking about God and attributes of God, who God is, who God is not. God is not a liar, right? Do we agree? God is filled with hate. No. God is love. That is an attribute, a character trait of who God is. God is the creator of all things. He's all-knowing, all-powerful. He could have made any plan for the gospel, but his plan was for men to be the carriers of the gospel, for us to be the deliverer of the gospel. The gospel simply is a message. That's the word in its basic form. So uh, the gospel is good news. It's a message. The gospel is the path. It's the roadmap to what? Salvation. So remember in Sunday school, I spoke about how the ministry of reconciliation, the giving the gospel is fulfilling the ministry of reconciliation. It's where man sinned and God was perfect and it's reconciling the two. In fact, Christ became sin for us. So missions is simply the roadmap to heaven for those who do not have it. And, uh, you know, we came from uh, LaGuardia Airport and we used Google to get here. But even Google was wrong and sent us down some wrong roads, right? But the gospel can never be taken to the wrong address. You ever think about that? You cannot give the gospel to the wrong person. Those that got a track, give it away. Please don't keep it. Please don't keep it because if our gospel be hid, it's hid to those that are lost. And if we keep the track with us, then it's hid to those who are lost. So, God so loved the world. There we go. So loved. In Romans 5, 8, anyone know the verse? It says, but God commendeth his love. That is the idea of God putting his love into us. It's the similar as back in Genesis, when God breathed life into, I almost said Noah, into Adam, where he commendeth, he gave breath to Adam. God commendeth his love is the same as God giving us love. He puts it into us through his son, through salvation. I, if, as a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Is that right? That is one of the Godhead, one of the triune Godhead, where the Holy Spirit lives inside us. God commends his love to us. So God, the creator, gives us his love. And uh, God's love is pure. God's love is righteous. Uh, God's love is... Um, without spot i was thinking about the being a lamb of god being the perfect lamb where he was just without spot you know and uh, just just beautiful god's love is beautiful it's uh, i have here in my notes it's frustration free you know i mean I, I love micah but i tell you it's not frustration free right i mean that's what he says about me that's what i say about him right we frustrate each other, right? But we love each other. God's love is not frustrating. 
You ever think about that? How free it is? How perfect it is? For God so loved the world. God, he gives us his love even as uh, he created us to give it back to others. We're in 22, the world. Anybody like flying? I like to fly. I like to look out the little window and I like to see the earth. Someone say, no, I don't like to fly. I like to fly. And uh, you see the earth and you see uh, the cities, you see the mountains, you see the ocean. When you go to uh, Europe or even other uh, parts of the world, it's ocean forever and ever. And, and you can even see the shape of the world and it's just beautiful. It's God's creation. God loved the world. That's what it means, right? Where does it mean the people? When John was writing these words under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, when it says God so loved the world, it's the people. John's thinking about his neighbor. and John's thinking about uh, all the people around him. God loves the people. Uh, people are everywhere. Isn't that true? How many people do you think your eyes saw today? Just coming to church. More than two, right? More, probably more than 100. I mean, how many cars did we pass in the 20-minute drive here? People are everywhere. And when I was in Hungary, uh, I would often think being at the grocery store, and I think I've said this here before, being in the grocery store, if the rapture came, what would happen? Uh, my groceries would fall to the ground and life would go on. And somebody would come along and pick up the groceries and put them back on the shelf. But who would notice I was gone? They don't have truth. They don't have the gospel. When the rapture happens, who's going to be gone? Who's going to be left and who will notice? I often tease the, the kids about our dogs that when the rapture comes, they're on their own. I mean, who, who's going to take care of the dogs, right? You don't want to assign anybody. That's just not right. <laughs> so... Uh, we have a friend watching them this weekend, and I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't ask him to watch them, the dogs when the rapture happens, but, but anyways, I got a little doggy door so they can at least go outside, right? But when the rapture happens, and the trump of the Lord sounds, and the, the people that have confessed his name are taken out of here, those that are left are those that we did not witness to. Those that are left are those that denied God maybe never heard maybe never heard and uh, oh let's see verse number 12 and God gave so that we can receive so that we can give that which he gave and I mentioned in the mission's definition that it's a self-surrendered life. It's a denial of things that might be considered normal. And God gave through missions what would not seem normal to give. And I think of Sunday school, I said, Christ left heaven. That's not normal to come to earth to take our sin. He did that which is not normal. Think in Genesis 22 when Abraham sacrificed his son. He was willing to sacrifice his son. That's not normal. If I made an altar right here and I bound Micah and put Micah, Micah would fight his way out and win. He's happy to know he'd win. And win. 
That's not normal for a man to lay down and be slain by his father. And it's a picture of the unnormality. Is that a word? I just said it. Unnormality of Christ on the cross. That's not normal. But that's the plan of the Great Commission. That's the plan of the gospel. That Christ would die for us so that we can live with him. And I'm so thankful that Christ gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth, we skip the son there, we think about his son. He came in the earth as a baby. Now who likes to hold babies? They have a little baby smell about them and the little... Uh, most of the time sweetness about them and they got the cute little fingers and the cute little toes right and they're just so sweet to hold and Mary held God in the form of a baby because God gave his son for what for a purpose for a purpose Jesus came as a tender plant Isaiah tells us growing up from the line of David to be the rightful king and to deliver the people of God that God gave. To live and to die, to be perfect, so that we can be accepted. Uh, we, in Sunday school we said uh, reconciled with God. Christ's righteousness became our righteousness because God gave. Because God gave. That whosoever believeth. Uh, this is a really complicated one. It means whosoever believes. How often do we complicate the gospel when the gospel simply is simple? Whosoever simply means whosoever. It should not perish, as here, the idea that we won't die. The idea that, that death is reserved for all man, but death is something that is cast into hell. And that when we believe in Christ... We are giving eternal life to live with him. And we already have eternal life. We already have eternal life in the sense that we will live in heaven or we will live in hell when this body dies. So the eternal life is our spirit and our soul. But the gift of God is that we won't perish, that we won't be separated from him. Second Corinthians chapter 4, in verse number 3, it says, If our gospel be hid... It is hid to them that are lost. Have you ever been in an airport or a mall or somewhere and you're lost and you ask for directions? Friends, we are surrounded by lost people that need directions. Uh, by the way, we gave you the directions in the form of a track. That's the directions to heaven. It's the road map. In Matthew 5, verse 14, it says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, and they that may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So we are given instructions to let our light be seen. And the Great Commission is for everlasting life. We looked at that with living with Jesus. You know, in Croatia, I, I, I'm speaking of overlooking cities and, and uh, things like this. And when we were in Croatia, a, a man came and, and handed out tracts. And uh, we, what's the word? Doberdon? 
Is that the word? And you, that's the same as here for us. And people would take the track or they would say no thank you and things of that nature. And the man did this for about a week and he personally passed out thousands of them to different people and mailboxes. But then we drove up to a city and we overlooked the city and uh, which is why I show the video of Macedonia so you could see the overlook of the city. And when he saw the city, it changed. Uh, before, it was just a function of handing out a track, you know, and it was just a rhythm that he had. But then he saw the great city and the great people that lived in the city, and it changed. And he said that seeing that view changed everything. It changed his perspective about what he was doing. What happened in that moment when he said that? He had compassion. Not that he didn't have compassion before. He was on a missions trip, handing out the Gospels. Somewhere there was compassion. But the compassion changed when he saw the great city there. So the scripture we have there, Matthew 36, 936. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with what? Compassion. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. That's a mess, isn't it? I mean, he said that for a purpose. Sheep just go everywhere if they're not guided. I mean, sheep dogs have a purpose to run in circles and keep the sheep together, right? So sheep scattered without a shepherd. Father God, help us when we think about the gospel and think about the commission. Father, help us to understand. We hope that message was an encouragement to you. To stay up to date with us, please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at LBC Schenectady. If you would like more information on how heaven can be your home, please visit lighthousebaptist.org slash the gospel.